I mean, this is something, Ted, you and I have talked about a lot, you know, when we're sort of brainstorming. It's mm. like, well, why couldn't the iPhone be made out of wood? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I and mean, you could choose your wood. This is what I was trying to say the other night. Bamboo, cedar. Walnuts, cedar, birch. Plywood. You know, you could have the whole range. You could have a nice oiled Cardboard. walnut for the, you know, like the excess. And then for the smaller one, you could have just particle board. Well, why don't they do that? It seems to make perfect sense. The issue is, of course, that it would burn so fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they already get so hot as they are. Exactly, exactly. And it would be a temptation. It would just mm-hmm. be a temptation to see because with wood, it's easy enough to take wood if you want to know what's inside of a chest that mm-hmm. someone has locked you out of. Shout out Harrison where they said, don't look in here. It's easy enough to take a piece of metal or a shovel and pry the chest open or smash it open and then look and see. And it turns out it's just a bunch of baby pictures of him, I guess. I mean, why would I even... I, I wouldn't have even tried to get in that box if I'd known they were just POS baby pictures. But the point is, a wooden iPhone, I think it would be the greatest temptation for fathers to, to go in and look at Siri. Yeah, totally. And look, wood has a much more sensual texture. And I think this is part of the problem. They didn't want to over-stimulate yeah. the fathers of the world by having that sort of texture so close to one's face. That's a very good point. Solid, hard wood pressed up on your cheek, yeah, you know, just right on, for hours yeah, just, and just getting sweaty. And look, the other problem is is, uh, is buoyancy. They float too well. They float way too well. Now, they made the iPhone water resistant. Huge deal for me in the trash pond, or it was, rip those days. But if they'd made it buoyant as well, they would have lost a lot of revenue from new phones that I had to buy because they sunk to the bottom of the trash pond. And I wanted to add to that, you know, I think not only is it obviously a good business investment to make you have to buy new phones after you're sunk in the trash pond, but I also think this is, you know, again, looking out for fathers. Yes. Let's say you're, you know, you're a father, you're in the situation where people want to see your phone. They want to see what you've been doing on your phone. They want to, you know, monitor you or prove a point or get evidence or something. Yeah. Capture data on credible threats, quote. Look for the quote unquote smoking gun. Right. Well, in those situations where our privacy is being infringed. Yes. It is not uncommon for a father to say, ha ha ha, you'll never see and throw the phone into the pond or river. Mm -hmm. And he is counting on the fact that that phone will sink. Now, if the phone could float, game over. Yeah. Back in uh, Down Under, they call that waltzing Matilda the phone. When you chuck it in the pond? Yeah. The the British man's coming along to put you back in uh, in jail and you're like uh, you'll never catch me alive said he and threw his iphone in the billabong and that's the ghost the ghost is the ringtone so a ghost ringtone is that where tom waifs got the song from yeah oh that's so interesting one of my main complaints about tom waifs is the fact that for all the wonderful music he does i just wish he could get a little bit more up to speed on tep I, I really think you're right. I think if Tom Waits could could get a bit more on board, it could sing less about like uh, homicidal sailors and a bucket with a hole in it. Yeah. Well, he hasn't put out an album in a while, and I'm 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 crossing my fingers, and I know a lot of us dads on the Fathers for Tom Waits message board are all crossing our fingers, hoping that the next album will be full of songs about iPhones, iPads, iMac, MacBook, MacBook Pro, Mac yeah. Mini, iPod. Nano. It'd be beautiful. I think it would be gorgeous. It would be. There's an iPhone in my pocket and unfortunately dropped it. And then there could be also some more beautiful melodies. Like, there's a woman who lives in my iPhone, 
blue and naked she won't leave me alone won't somebody get her out so we can marry creep 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 he's Linguini, nothing inside, nothing in betweeny. Two big ears and a big gold head. We all wish he was just dead. Dead, dead, dead. He's alive, he's alive, but his spirit isn't there. Tim Cook grabbed his soul and threw it down the stairs. Hey! And there's like a accordion with one button. And you've got like Mark Ribbit is there playing like an upside down banjo. There was a time when my iTunes was full. Oh, it was so beautiful. All my CDs I ripped and backed up, they are gone. I cloud music library, effed them all. I got no Wi-Fi blues, ain't nothing getting through, not a damn CD. Why? Why? Oh, why? Tell me why. Do you need to be on Wi-Fi to set a reminder on your phone? There's a pen on a laptop and I see it in a window. Who the devil made that laptop? Who devil made that laptop? Yes. I mean, and I also think let's not forget his wonderful, wonderful spoken word songs. Yeah. There's a big stretch of asphalt on the other side of town that spreads itself out like the most beautiful, hot, concrete lover you've ever seen. And pinioned right on top of that is a blue palace to a place uh, I've seldom been on account of the fact that I've been banned. Inside is a POS sort of a man, more dog than anything, and he's got a two-bit bystanding best friend who's gonna put himself right there in between you and that Beats by Dre display just pestering you with all kinds of questions and when you get down to the end of it Marvin you realize that the question really is why am I listening to you and I get to thinking your daughter's wedding what was it like and where was she and did that uptown funk really give it to everyone Ted uh I know we have a lot on our plate right now, and we haven't even begun to come close to the stuff that Cousin Josh said we needed to do really, really badly or else. Yes, yes, but yes. Like, is it too much to say that add to the list, make our own Tom Waits album? No, I don't think that's too much. I think that's totally within purview. Should we start the show? We should start the show. What's fans up? of the world rejoice. Tep Talk is back. It's us. We're here with the Tep information and say it with me. Gossip. I'm one of your hosts, Tep Tim. Yes, and I am explorer, adventurer, <gasps> quester into forbidden rooms, Tep Ted Steiner. I now have the knowledge. I know exactly what is in Harrison's secret room, and I am forever changed. Yes. If you have seen Indiana's Joan, you know the scene at the beginning where he has to go get the statue or something, and he gets chased by the 
boulder and then there's the dirt and, then, and there's and mummies there's the, and whatnot. Yeah, mummies and sticks and someone takes their be out. Yeah, yeah, that was Ted. Like that. that was Ted coming out of Harrison's private room, except instead of having to swap out like the weighted statue and then run from the boulder, once you got in there, he was kind of just crying, so it didn't really matter. Yes, and I didn't, you know, like I think the tears were a bit much. I mean, it's it wouldn't be the first train set I've seen. It would be the first train set I've seen themed um, so sexually. Yes, in such an exotic and yeah. erotic way. Yeah. Shout out Harrison. Real freak. Real freak, Harry. Yeah, Didn't know real, that about you. Real creative. Uh, very creative. He's put a lot of work in. He a lot of time, lot a lot of, of energy. Detail. Incredible scenic work. Great HO model scale. It's a lot, a lot, I don't, of, a lot of those pieces you cannot buy at the craft no, they're custom. store. I don't know what he was so worried about, about letting us see it. I mean, don't worry, we're not going to talk about it on the podcast. Oops, well, um, well, I just want to say to Harrison, first of all, this is what you get for having secrets. If you have a secret, we will find out about it. It's in our DNA. The same way that Elon is driven to innovate, we are driven to find out what we are not supposed to find out. Yeah, we are driven to find your sexual train set. Now, you might be asking yourself, what do we mean when we say that it's an SUL train set? Well, you know... There's a lot of tunnels. There's a lot of tunnels. The mountains, the paper mache mountains are suggestively shaped. And the other thing, I guess it's the backstory, Ted? Yeah, the whole world tells a sort of narrative. It was kind of a lot about how he talked about it. Like, you know, he'd say, like, that's the station master's house. And we'd say, okay, Harrison. And then he'd be like, his wife just went in there too. And then he'd kind of just give you that look. And you're like, okay. It's all implied. Or, you know, he'll be like, oh, here comes the milkman. And he'll position the milkman next to the woman on the porch. And then he he just kind of does that laugh, that little giggle he does. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, did they have a thing? And he's like, no, but everyone thinks they will. Yeah. I don't want to make Harry out to be some kind of a pee, a pervert. You know, yep. everyone has their hobby. Um, not us. We're, we're too busy for hobbies. And my sketchbooks of Siri... They're more of an artwork, not a hobby. I would categorize those that's completely differently. That's that's my soul. That's my vocation, not a hobby. Nobody says Alfred Picasso, he did his little doodles for fun. That was his job. That was yes. his job. The same yeah. way that your Siri portraits, you know, me and Siri in the Caribbean, me and Siri on Mount Everest, me and Siri in the set of the film Body Heat. 20,000 leagues under the Siri. That's your work. For me, it's like my experiments, you know, the painstaking work that we have been doing. Determining the effects on a Lego man of heat, cold, bottle rockets, sandpaper, run over by a car, taped to the blade of a of a ceiling fan, thrown in the air and after many tries hit with a wiffle ball bat, buried in an ant's nest, tried to a piece of meat and tried to feed to a dog. Yeah. When the amazing scientific breakthroughs come about from that work, people are going to say, oh, now I see you weren't goofing around. You weren't avoiding my calls. You weren't refusing to account for certain things that happened in the mother-in-law apartment when you were there, and we know you did it because there was apparently a security camera set up the whole time. Oops. They're going to say, no, wow, thank you for curing, you know, blindness or whatever. I mean, whatever ends up happening, I don't know. It's such a good point, and it's just a roundabout way of saying everyone has their thing, Harry. If you need to lock yourself in a room and make a sexual train set, that's totally fine. And I just want to say, Harry, thank you for including us. Well, I mean, thank you for letting us include ourselves in your hobby. I really just, uh, this gets back to the house meeting earlier. I really think this house is going to work a lot better once we're all on the same page. No one has any secrets from us and we do whatever we want. Yeah. 
Especially now that Cousin Josh is in the mix. And speaking of, Ted, how are you doing? How are you doing with all the beef? Well, look, you know, it is a big time to be in a sort of uh, father's only tep bunker sheltering. I guess you could call him a juice fugitive from the way Dr. Schroeder's been prowling around. And, yeah. You know, so the beef the beef has been high, you know, both in like the beef between the two rival juice companies and then the amount of actual real beef that's going to Josh's smoothies. Um, that's a lot of cow. Uh, shout out cow, sorry. Yeah, shout out to all the cows that I've had to drink recently. It has been, well, Josh is back. We said this last week. He's moved out of his uh, place. He was sharing with his then girlfriend and his his current best friend, who's now Becky's girlfriend. Do I have that right? He's Basically, he was living with his best friend and his ex-girlfriend, who is now his best friend's girlfriend. Is that right, Ted? Yeah, that's right. And, um, yeah. you know, he had to kayak on out of there. Yeah, he had an extreme meltdown and had yep. to uh, leave the house. And he's yep. with us now and he's doing really, really great. But he, um, all the energy that I think he at one point would have put into crying and dealing with his relationship s is now being reinvested back into TEP talk. That includes a brand new focus on TEP and a brand new diet that he has us on. A whole lot of beef. Mainly beef. Juiced up beef. I got a lot of energy. I have a lot of like gut energy in terms of like cramps. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know about you. I love the beef. It tastes good. It goes down nice and smooth once he's blended it up. I do think that combined with the absolutely brutal heat wave we're going through, it's meant that I've just had a lot of big feelings going on this week. Yeah, look, in order to pay back, um, Josh, a bunch of the money, we have owed him. As our manager, thank you. You and I have been working double shifts around the clock in the beef kitchen. Josh likes to cook that steak incredibly well done before he blends it. Yeah, yeah, he likes to get that perfect brown, as he says. If this is the perfect brown, then it's smooth going down. If it's too rare, I'm putting it in your hair. He likes to, you know, if we don't cook the beef right, he likes to smush it in our on our head. Yeah, so Josh's juice, Jack. Josh's smoothie. Josh's get Jack's. Get Jack's smoothie shack. Josh's get Jack's smoothie shack. Josh's get Jack's smoothie shack. It's taking off any day now. Yeah, it's about to take off uh, if Dr. Schroeder can't stop it somehow with his potato cannon yeah and his big stick yeah and his big stick comes around a banging at most times of night and they've got a war on that's fine we know how that is as fathers nothing this, to do with us happen nothing to do with us it's nothing to do with you harry i don't know why you're sort of worked up about it he's always saying i can't sleep with all that racket i can't sleep with the banging the stick dr schroeder tends to just walk around the house kind of running the stick along the siding like mm-hmm. tick 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 and mm-hmm. harrison's like i can't sleep and i'm like i mean harrison it's not about you it's about josh it's not your beef yeah but do drink some of this beef you'll feel better or at least go to sleep really fast yeah great thing about beef is it's a really short sort of energy release sort of burst so i can yeah you and i can rely on the fact that josh will pee out he's sleeping he's now sli- that's the only yeah. reason we can do that's this. the only reason we can record yeah he has to take micro naps all day just because processing that much beef is is it's a lot all that to say, I do think we probably only have about 20 minutes before he's going to be back and we're going to be back in the kitchen. So um, we should probably get to it. Yes. Yeah. So we owe Josh a lot, a lot of thanks, a lot of please to maybe go easy on us just because my innards are really feeling the beef. And we owe him, we promised him, we promised him yeah, yeah. a recommitment to TEP news information and gossip this week. So that is why this week we are going to do another round of our famous app roundup 
apps, apps, apps. I can't get enough of them. I love mm, apps. Good point. I love how they have icons. I love just watching them move around. Yeah, I love holding them down for a bit until they wiggle. They're like, woo. When I'm sitting on the park bench and I'm just smiling and someone comes over and says, sir, do you need help? Does your family know you're here? And I say, I am just love watching the apps. So full of life, you know. The sun may be going down on me, but but I get to watch these apps and it gives me life. And she says, okay, well, you do need to move on. Yeah. So what are your favorite apps on this week? This week, Ted, I have been loving the Google Docs app. I'm so glad you said that. I've been using it a lot because of the ding, ding, ding business opportunity. Cousin Josh got us. Yeah, yeah. He's been a real go-getter. He has an almost bottomless supply of energy when he's not completely dead asleep on his feet. He was in the Barnes & Noble the other day doing some push-ups for some reason. And before he got thrown out, he said that they noticed there are all these amazing books like uh, How I Became a Billionaire. Corporate Mindfulness for the Entrepreneur of Tomorrow. What today's working man can learn from the lives of lizards. You are an anvil. Get ready to beat. The Omega Method. 19 steps to getting a simpler you. No man is an island. Semicolon. How to make life your beach. I mean, and Josh just came back all a flutter. His eyes were burning red. Yeah, from beef. But he was all a flutter about books 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 i guess he hadn't seen that many before because he just kept going on about how many there were do people read them and i said well not me i mean i've read i've read the steve jobs books well i've read the wikipedias for them but he was like we got to get in on this we got to get in on this and shout out his friend kyle from college or the scuba shop or that support group he goes to whoever it is yes cousin josh being the go-getter he is well he said who's who do i know who is just C, just crazy enough to... W or B. Yep. And I uh, guess that's us. We got a book deal. Yeah, whether we want to or not, because he already took the advance. So, um, yeah, that is the... Um, I yeah. guess, the, <laughs> I guess the this news. is the announcement. I guess, I guess this I is the announcement, big this, announcement. Yes. Josh signed us up for a book deal. We have a book coming um, sometime... Uh, when we have to write it in the next month, he said. So coming, I guess, in the next month and a half or so. The title of the book is We Got Our, Our Wives, Wives Back, Back and So Can You. And So Can You. Super exciting. I did tell Josh, small quibble with the title being that we have not done that yet in yet, a temporal yet, yet, yet. S- sense if you were to argue and maybe this we can explore this in the book if you were to argue that all moments in time exist at the same time then we have done it the same way that i am currently dead and a baby but if we're talking in a more linear sense i have not technically gotten my wife back yet no not technically there's two very attractive very virile men in the way of my situation i said that to josh and he said you know that's not how books are you don't have the idea and the whole everything done before you pitch the book. You've pitched the title first, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. this is like with Malcolm Gladstone. Malcolm Gladstone comes out and he says, I'm going to write a book called The Tipping Point. And he's, they say, what's the theory? He says, it's that things happen a little bit and then they happen more. And they say, have you done any research? He says, no, but I'll find something. J.R.R. Tolkien was like, Lord of the Rings, which Lord? Who? Are, who's the Lord? And he just, he figured it out. He figured he it figured out. figured out who the Lord of the Rings was. Jiminy K. Rowling. Yeah. She thought she was going to do this story about this little POS kid who nothing happened to. And it was only as she was writing it that she was like, well, what if he became a wizard? And then it turned out he was dead. Yeah. Spoiler alert. 
So that's kind of where we're at. So that's sort of the journey we're on at the moment, filling those gaps. We've done the hard part. We've lost our wives. Exactly. Now, I'm honestly looking forward to the next part of the research, which is getting them back and it all being good again. Yes. Can't wait to start. Josh has a great outline for us. Chapter one, best day of my life, which currently is the chapter where Corey is born. Uh, We think I'm going to make it the chapter where I got my first iPad. Chapter two. The Golden Years. Chapter 3. Can my cousin move in with us? Chapter 4. Beware the Dancing Man. Chapter 5. Driving my car into the Robert Frost house on a snowy evening. Semicolon. Not my fault. Chapter 6. Three's Company. Chapter 7. Working title, Meltdown, although I would like to change it to Lights, Camera, Action, uh, Night of a Thousand Stars, the grand premiere of How I Got My Wife Back, the musical, An Evening of Surprise. And then chapter seven is Glorious Return. Yes, and that's the one we have to do a lot of research on right now. Yep. And then chapter eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, that's all TBD. A lot of beef stuff in there, I think. Yeah, I do think a big part of the solution to the old W problem and how to get said W back includes a lot of beef smoothie yes and i think that you know it's a book so even if it doesn't in real life we'll just put it in well i mean it's a great example of cross-platform selling the book sells the beef and the beef sells the book because the book or, or information or select chapters of the book sort of get printed on the smoothie cup Exactly, like Dr. Bronner's. It's a lot like Dr. Boner's. So very exciting. So yeah, that's why I've been using the Google Docs app. I love the Google Docs app and I'll tell you why. It's a perfect excuse to not open any Word documents. Yes. Someone sends you an old tomato letter or they send you... Legal documents of some kind. A script about you that they wrote and they want to produce and you know it's going to be slanderous. Shout out Emmett. If it's in a Word doc... There's nothing I can do about it. There's no way I'm touching that with a 10-foot B-pole. It's literally not even possible. And by the way, Emmett, I want to say, first of all, hugely impressed at your um, industriousness. You know, it's, it's no small thing to get a script picked up and signed. However, making a movie about your father... Stepfather. Right. It's really in poor taste. Now, look, if you told me I've written a script about my dad, it's called Man or Myth, the Story of a True Hero, the Ted Steiner story, I'd say great. Great. If you said I've written a book about my dad called How My Stepdad Got My Mom Back, I'd say, amazing, please let me read it because I want to know how he did it. Right. But no one wants to read Sad Clown Breakdown, colon, Chronicles of Trash Water, Failure, and Polygamy. Yeah. There is simply no, no market, market for I, that. Not among thinking adults anyway, among sons, oh sure. I mean Sure, yeah. You know, no decent person is gonna go watch this fictionalized story of your life in the trash yeah, pond no. and no one's gonna wanna watch in quotes a psychological breakdown from a deranged man who claims he has some claim on this family, to quote you. And yes, Emmett, by the way, you can tell your lawyers, we read the summary of your little movie, and I get it that you have to take a license. Like when we're doing Daddy Potter, we, we take a certain license, we do interpret things artistically, but some of the stuff you have in there is just frankly ridiculous. Like, like Ted, you lived in the trash pond, but you didn't do all that stuff that it says in the trash pond. Yeah, I didn't. Anyway, I will say, however, his theme song for 
Sad Clown Breakdown is really good. I mean, yeah, he's a musical. He is a musical savant. He has uh, he has a certain pathos to him. If I had to stack it up next to the latest war crime of a song by my son and little pee-pee shooter, Dad Hole. Yeah. Daddy Hole. Put the dad down in the hole. Offensive and phoned in, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, it's, it's kind of obvious at this point. Like, if I see, you know, no offense, your GD son and little pee-pee shooter's names on a track, I know it's going to be either... Dad's fall down a hole, pushed a dad off a donkey. Dad got donkeyed. Big dad Russian scam. The sad dad and the bank account fiasco. My dad thinks he's a Nigerian prince. Yeah, I had never actually fallen for that one before. Because you've seen those emails that say, I am a Nigerian prince. And you're like, yes, I know that's fake. But what they don't prepare you for is the emails that say, hello, you are a Nigerian prince. Yeah, that's... that's. No one could have seen that coming. No, no. And I just want to say the money I lost is well worth the couple of days where I really believed it. Yeah, those were beautiful days. I loved washing your feet. I enjoyed the processions. You know, because I felt like I'd made it. You know, I was one step away from royalty. So it was like, I just figured, you know, you'd take care of me forever in a palace somewhere. And Oh, I will. You know. I mean, I will. Yeah, I mean, it'll be, it might end up being Harrison's house, but I will. Yeah, good. Yeah, so Ted, uh, what apps have been on your radar this week? What have you been lighting up your thumbs with? I have recently taken a little delve back into an, a forbidden corner of the internet somewhere where i was previously banned yet i have found myself a niche you got it back on the best buy website no i got on tiktok oh ted no 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 no, no, no it's okay no, no before no, you no, no before no. you go there i need you to know <sighs> a lot of people are on tiktok now there's other daddies and mummies okay are you just like watching other people's content? Or? Not really. No, I'm just making my own content and just sort of getting it up there. And Oh my gosh. That's what you were doing in the pool last night. Yeah. Yeah. Aqua Dad's float along is going well. I've got three followers. So that would be what? Grady, Lucian, and who's the third one? Grady's second account, Beelzebot. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So based on what I saw you doing last night, you're doing mostly like what, water aerobics? Yes, it's a sort of a water aerobics for dads, fully clothed. But it's just it's just sort of like relaxing movements that other sort of spiritually minded pool having fathers could also enjoy partaking in. Yes, shout out Harrison. Thank you for the pool. Thank you for having a pool, I guess. You didn't technically do anything, so never mind. And so that's me. I mean, I just think it's such a great platform to express oneself and sort of, you know, put different songs on underneath. You know, I was looking for a band to go with my aquatic theme, so I used the band uh, Aqua. Oh my gosh, that's what you were doing with all that candy. Yeah, that's the Candyman song. That's how all the Butterfingers got into the pool. Yes. So great news you can use for listeners. Go ahead and check out, what's your handle? Uh, Aqua Dad's Float Along. And uh, great news you can use for Harrison. We need someone to clean the pool. It's all butterfingered up. It's very oily. Wow, Ted, that's great. Hey, this has me thinking, you know, as long as we're doing an app roundup, I want to deal with something a little thorny. And, you know, since we are about to write a self-elf book, this can maybe be useful for us to talk about a difficult question. And this Mm. is... um, this is delicate. It is, yeah. We're, we're delicate men. Yeah. And shout out Harrison, by the way. Those back rubs need to be a lot softer. I want to talk about what do you do when you need to break up with an app? It's not a nice conversation. No, it's not. We've all been there. You have the app on your phone. You don't use it. 
It's not an Apple app, so you don't really have any obligation to it. And yet, and yet, it's still on your phone. What do you do? How can you say the words that need to be said? It's really interesting. Before you ever delete an app, you have to hold your hand down on the app until all of the apps start to do this quivering, questioning dance. They look at you with this sadness, this like very deep sadness. And they jiggle. They jiggle back and forth and they go, ooh, I don't know, do you really want to divorce me? You know, a bit like I was sort of trembling when the police showed up and we ran, we hoiked it over that hill into the Cunninghams. And, you know, that was mainly because, you know, if we think of Sarah as the big thumb hovering over the delete button and me as the quivering dancing jewel of an app on the iPhone screen of her life, I didn't want to give her the opportunity to definitely just like quickly hit that X button and and pop, I'm gone. So I ran away because I knew she would. She definitely would. She's trying to free up space in a hard drive. You know, there's just too much. There's, you know, Stefan and uh, Bronson are beefy apps. They're like hundreds of megabytes each. I mean, for me, it's like, I just know if Grace had had to really look at me shimmying around like an app Mm -hmm. and doing my little dance and if she had thought to herself, do I really want to delete this man? Mm. She, she might have. She would have still done it, I think. Yep. Well, you were kind of shimmying when you cried. I mean, you like that hoo 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 of your shoulders. Yeah, people think I'm laughing, and I get away with that a lot of the time. Right, right. Yeah. When I cry, I really grip my teeth and and I put a big Cheshire cat smile on my face just because it's <laughs> so... <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's more like <laughs> to which I should say, Harrison, that's what you've been hearing. It's not ghosts. It's just us at night, crying. Well, well, Ted, I think that might be it. Yeah, I think Jeez. that's the show. Holy cool. cow. Well, great, great app roundup. Um, I guess oh the God, takeaway for this episode. week is, yep. you know, use your apps. Hold them tight. Hold them tight. Because remember, they are always watching. They watch your example. They are more like us than we are like ourselves. And I like them more than I like myself. Myself. And yeah, thanks and everyone thanks for, for listening. listening, everybody. And thanks to Harrison for more or less staying out of our hair. I have noticed since Josh has been here, he's been in his room a lot. Well, he's been in the train room a lot more, Yeah, um, which has been really lovely uh, for us. Just kind of having the house be more of a tep space. Yes, exactly. We've taken over a few more rooms. Harrison's a bit, he's a bit more like... He's sort of, uh, he's a bit more, so I guess, sort of like bunkered into his corner. Shout out Harrison, by the way. I understand he's got a new little milk truck that he's going to put in the S train set, which he's excited about. Well, I think it's nice for the woman on the porch to see that the milkman has uh, a career, you know, that he is reliable and worth sort of thinking about. You know, that could turn the rumors into reality. Things are going well with her husband. People are talking about it. It's like, well, okay, I'm not... I'm not happy, but do I really want to risk everything I have, even though it's not great? Do I want to risk it on this milkman? She sees the guy with the milk truck. She's like, okay, maybe I could make a life here. You know, his name's on the side of the milk truck. It's his milk company. It's a man with a plan. You know which one I don't like? I don't like the mayor. Oh, yeah, no. I don't like his plans. I don't like his schemes. I don't like not seeing him. Like, when he's on the road and the train's going by, that's bad. But when he's in his office, I just get a, a very bad feeling.